The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, parking on Dublin streets will cost as high as €4 Euros an hour from next year, a Dublin City Council has announced. Parking charges will increase everywhere from the busy city centre to lower demand spots. Now, the plan comes as part of a vision to pedestrianise Dublin City. Cars were removed from Cable Street last year and a traffic-free plaza is to be created uh, at the Custom House in 2025. Uh, joining me to talk about all of this is Green Party Councillor for Dublin's North Inner City, Janet Horner. Janet, good morning. Morning, how are you? Now, um, the, the, the pricing, I, I understand, I remember years ago when they were talking about putting park metres, that was the old way, uh, on Dublin City streets, and people were rebelling, saying, oh, that's terrible, we had free parking in Merrion Square and Fitzwilliam Square, and now we're going to have to pay. And there were the naysayers who said, you know, this is just extortion. But the result of it was that if you had business in Dublin City Centre and you had to drive in, there was always a parking space because mm-hmm. people could not squat all day on those spaces. Uh, when it comes, though, to just upping the charges, what is going on? What is the philosophy behind just jacking up the prices all the time? Is it the same thing? Deter people? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few different ways of looking at it. One is, I think, as you maybe alluded to there, like our curbside spaces in the city are actually quite important spaces. They're actually quite high value spaces. Um, like around the city at the moment, you'll have seen we're doing a lot of work on trying to take some of those curbside spaces, turn them into um, have trees, have planting, have that's really important for drainage. It's really important for air quality. Um, our curbside spaces are really in demand from a deliveries point of view, and of course they're in demand from a from a car point of view. So actually putting some proper value on them is part of the idea behind it, I think. And of course, we are as a city trying to persuade, gently nudge, encourage, support people to choose other means to get into the city. So there is that aspect of it as well. Now, I'm fortunate I live close to the Dart, so I can always get into Dublin City Centre. If I have more adventurous travelling to do, though, the, the public transport system is not that brilliant here, I have to say. I think and that that's always what comes up. But I will also say as somebody who I live very close to numerous bus routes in the city, the bus is not an efficient way for me to get into town at the moment. And the reason why is the service can run anything from 15 minutes to about 45 minutes for me to get from my place, which is a 10 minute cycle into the city centre. Um, because there's so much traffic in the bus lanes, there's cars parked in the bus lanes, there's all kinds yeah, of... But isn't that about policing and enforcement? You, you know, that if you've been towed away a few times and you have to pay a couple of hundred euro to get your car back, you won't be parking in the bus lane again, will you? And I think, yeah, certainly enforcement is, is would be great to see more of that and we want to see things like camera-based enforcement brought in as part of the Bus Connects route. But I would say tackling the kind of car dependency and I think for a lot of people, the sort of sense of being trapped with no other option other than their car at the moment um, and trying to provide other options, make our public transport better, provide those extra bits of um, alternative cycling infrastructure and all the rest. Is yeah, the, the this is a, a utopian uh, idea of everyone being able to cycle and walk everywhere, the 15-minute city. Um, I, there are cities I would go to, like Paris. I would never drive in Paris. I would, If I drove to Paris, I'd park the car and I'd use the metro all the time. Uh, the same is true of New York. I'd either walk the long avenues or I'd go underground and, and uh, do it that way, use the subway. The same in London. Uh, I would always use the the subway or occasionally a bus. I would rather than drive, put up with the torture of driving in London. But we don't really have very efficient alternatives here. But I think it also shows, you know, what is possible when we do see other cities. We see what is possible if we are committed to that vision of 
taking some of the cars out of the city and putting in place that high quality bus network. You know, nothing happens overnight, particularly in Ireland, as we all know, I think. so. No, but your, your thing about the bus uh, corridors, that we have bus lanes at the moment and you're saying they don't work because they're blockages in those bus lanes, people obstructing the buses, the buses are 15 minutes late. late. What's going to be different about Bus Connects? If I were, if I had one silver bullet that I wanted to improve public transport in Dublin overnight, I think most things can't be done overnight. But if there's one thing, it would be bringing cam- camera based enforcement. If you have on the bus the ability to for the bus driver to press a button, take the registration number of somebody who's using a bus lane legally, parked in a bus lane, whatever else it is. If that level of, of rapid enforcement was in place, which it just isn't at the moment, that could transform how yeah. efficient our bus. So then, is the overnight. bus driver is standing there in the waiting room of the district court, about to give his evidence for this fellow who parked his thing because his wife was having a baby in Hollow Street. Da 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 da. So the bus driver, you know. I don't know. You'd want to sort out the evidentiary kind of process as well, where the photograph would be enough without the bus driver having to go in, put his hand on a Bible or whatever and say, yes, I was the driver of the number X and that was the car. Yes, it was. And I pressed that button. Because, you know, it's got to be better than what's going on at the moment. And I think the Gardaí are committed to looking at something like an online portal that you can use photographic evidence for at the moment. But the lack of all those things, the lack of putting in place a process so we we can do this stuff smoothly. Okay, and then then, uh, this is not really on our agenda, but I'll put it to you anyway. AI allows you to falsify photographs um, with impunity. So the guy goes in and says, that wasn't me. That someone, some ne'er-do-well is trying to prove that I was parked in that bus lane when I was not. And uh, I, where do you I, go from there? Look, I, I, to be honest, I'm not an expert in AI, but I would imagine that's a problem for, for law enforcement as a whole overall when people are submitting in photographic evidence to say, this is a person mm-hmm. who assaulted me, this is a person who robbed my shop, whatever it might be. We ha- that's an issue that all law enforcement is going to have to deal with, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, text coming in. The public transport system is simply not set up to support the idea of no cars in the city. In other words, if you ban the cars and make it really tedious for cars to get in, um, the public transport system, particularly during the working day, can't can't deliver. And I guess I would just say from that point of view, we are not moving towards no cars in the city. We are not, um, you know, at the moment, Dublin is one of the most car dependent, car heavy usage cities in, in Europe. So like we are really clogged with cars at the moment. So where we're talking about now is not going to zero. We are talking about going from being highly intensive users of cars to trying to dial it down a bit. Um, by bringing in different different mm-hmm. means of transport. What about this one from a texter? Uh, these charges, what they do is exclude the poor and leave the roads and parking spaces for the rich. Yeah, look, I mean, I will. I, I say that there's that, but also I represent a constituency where it, we've bought about 60, two thirds, I think, of my constituency don't own cars, largely because they're one of the most marginalised um, constituencies. But, but, but you live in a place where actually you can do quite a speedy walk into town. You live close. I live close to town, but there is also the element of a lot of people can't afford to run a car. A car is an expensive thing to run. And at the moment, the people who live in my constituency, 
Maybe they can't afford to run a car, maybe they choose not to, but they are breathing some of the worst air in the city because of the amount of congestion that is in their area and their streets are dangerous to the point they can't allow their kids to play in front of their homes. Another one here. I'm making a genuine effort to leave my car at home and use public transport to move around the city. Dart and Lewis are excellent generally. Buses, which are the linchpin to connecting both transport means and routes, are not short of appalling. Simply not turning up is not acceptable and undermines both timetables, public confidence and utility. TFI is running out of my attempts before uh, I revert to my diesel estate car, regrettably. I think, I mean, I'm not going to dispute that. We need a really reliable, efficient bus system. Like the bus at the moment is... The, does carry the bulk of our public transport passengers in Dublin at the moment. Um, heavy infrastructure like the Metro, like the Dart Extension Works, they are very many, many years in the works to get those kind of big infrastructure projects up. But they're not they're doing well that. They've got Metro North. Is about the only thing. And maybe there's going to be a connection from Houston all the way uh, through to Connolly or whatever. But these are relatively tiny bits of infrastructure when, you know, other cities have done it, they've built a metro system, done it quickly, expensively, mm. but of course it pays off in spades. Yeah, and I'm, ideally I think the best time for Dublin to have built a metro would have been 50 years ago. We didn't do it. So the next best time to start doing that is now. And I think it is expensive. It is going to take time. It's a difficult one to do. But we need those big infrastructure ones. And in the meantime... We do have the bus network, which is not a kind of heavy infrastructure project in the way the building a metro is. Um, but we need those buses to run smoother. And I don't disagree with your... your yeah, by the way, the, the net result of all of this chopping and changing is a forest of plastic bits and pieces around the town. Dublin is sloppy looking now. It really is. And I will say that one of the many things that hopefully a little bit of extra revenue into the coffers of the council will do is they are committed to improving the, the cleaning up of the city and the maintenance They're of the They're not going to take away the plastic bowls, that's for sure. And then a, a plaza down at uh, Custom has what that is going to do to traffic, I do not know. And then a, a traffic-free plaza that has the Lewis running through it at College Green. What kind of a traffic-free effort is that? All for another day. Uh, thank you very much for joining us in, in studio. So much uh, to exercise our listeners in all of that. Janet Horner, Green Party Councillor for Dublin's North Inner City. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.